Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. We are already three games into week 12 in the NFL season following a Thanksgiving Day triple header, which, if you are a regular follower of the show, you'll know was a mixed bag for us. The Buffalo Bills handily took care of business, bouncing back to winning ways against the New Orleans Saints. While the Chicago Bears won against the Detroit Lions, they didn't cover the spread. And what is going on in Dallas? Two straight defeats now. Not only did they not cover the spread against the Las Vegas Raiders, they lost the game outright. It all means that the show's record stands at 20 and 13 for the season. I am your host, Richard Graves. This is Graves on Gridiron, looking ahead to the remaining slates of games in Week 12. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Yes, welcome along to Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves, looking ahead to the remaining games in Week 12. It was certainly a mixed bag of sorts on Thanksgiving Day. One and two, the show's record. So we're looking to go a perfect 3-0 in the remaining slate of games. If you are new to the show, firstly, welcome along. The premise of it is simple. We look at the whole slate of games for each week in the NFL's regular season. On an average week, I would pick three, but because it's Thanksgiving, we've had a special Thanksgiving show, and now we're going to look ahead to the remaining games coming up across Sunday and Monday as well. So, of the three games picked for the remainder of the week, the first out is the Philadelphia Eagles travelling to the New York Giants, an NFC East affair, and the Eagles, straight out of the gate, are slated as three-and-a-half-point favourites. And you have to say... It's with a valid cause because they've been enjoying a resurgence of late. They come into this game having won three of their last four games. The only one they dropped was the one we called on this show against the LA Chargers a couple of weeks back. They also have a promising-looking schedule through to the end of the season. They've got to play the Giants twice, including this weekend's matchup. They've got to play Washington twice. The New York Jets are on that slate as well, and understandably, it's prompting some observers in the game to start looking at the Eagles and tipping them for a late postseason push. History against the Giants also appears to be on their side of late, with the Eagles winning eight of their last nine matches. Although it's worth pointing out that the last time these two sides met last November, it was in fact the Giants who came out on top. But across those nine games and the eight wins that the Philadelphia Eagles have recorded, the smallest margin of victory in any of those eight wins has been by three points. Worth keeping in mind when the spread for this game is three and a half points. Confidence, you have to say, has to be high in Philadelphia as well coming into this game. You look at some of their recent wins, notable ones, taking care of the Broncos in Denver. And then last week, okay, the New Orleans Saints have been depleted by injuries of late, but again, to hang 40 points on a side coach by Sean Payton's no mean feat. And then you contrast that with the form which the Giants have been showing as they head into this game. A heavy loss to the Super Bowl champions on Monday night football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then that followed Tuesday morning with uh, offensive coordinator Jason Garrett being fired. It means that Freddie Kitchens, the former quarterbacks coach up at the Cleveland Browns, who was then promoted to head coach for a season, um, he's now going to be calling the plays from this weekend going forward offensively for the New York Giants. But it's a tough, tough matchup. It's a tall order for, for the Giants, without a doubt, because the Eagles quietly are, are creeping up the rankings. They have the eighth-ranked scoring offense in the NFL this season, 
averaging 27 points a game. And there is just a train of thought that Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff down there in Philadelphia have perhaps worked things out a little bit. Decided to start playing to the strengths. And what is the main strength of this Eagles team? Without doubt, it is when Jalen Hurts is running the ball. You make him play the traditional archetypal pocket passer role and you see some frailties. But if you can get Jalen Hurts outside the pocket, extending plays, have some designed quarterback runs as well, and suddenly you're causing problems for the opposing defense. So that in part explains why the Eagles now are scoring well. The Giants, on the other hand, they're averaging less than 19 points a game. It's tough to win any game in the NFL when you're not really scoring more than 19 points in a game. And you'll recall at the start of the season, the script was flipped a little bit because it's Daniel Jones who was making the highlight plays and people were commenting on the quarterback keepers, the running plays he was making for the New York Giants. Well, now it's very much in the last few weeks, it's been the Jalen Hurts show, certainly when you compare these two quarterbacks coming into to this game. And you align that with the fact that the, the Giants have a bottom 10 ranked run defense. This is a matchup that doesn't set up well for the New York Giants. And, and frankly, they look in disarray right now. The Eagles, we've already commented on. Boyd as well by another loss for the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, which I don't think necessarily they would have expected, but they've still got to play the Cowboys for a second time this season. The final game of the regular season could yet be for the division lead in the NFC East. No one's ruling that out right now. They've got that favourable running as well, and frankly, I think they're in the kind of form which should mean they take care of their NFC East rivals, the New York Giants. The line, as I say, is set as the Eagles' three-and-a-half-point favourites. I would take that. Take the Eagles at minus 3.5. Final two games we've got on the slate for week 12, both on paper at least, look like they will be good ones. Game two in this edition of Graves on Gridiron takes us to Indianapolis as the Indianapolis Colts host the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The line sets the Bucks at three-point favourites going into this game and they come into it off the back of a much-needed win following two straight losses. They got that win Monday night against the New York Giants. This weekend, though, they face an altogether different and tougher-looking proposition because the Indianapolis Colts of late have been the NFL's informed team and the manner in which they ran the ball to take care of business in Buffalo last weekend was nothing short of impressive. Running back Jonathan Taylor scored a total of five touchdowns in the game. He pounded the Bills into submission on the ground, racking up 185 yards running the football. And the Colts are now just two games back from the AFC South leading Tennessee Titans. Their record has suddenly improved dramatically. It's six and five. And let's not forget, last week when they went to Buffalo, they were taking on a Bills side who possessed the number one ranked defense in football. Well, having overcome that, they now face the challenge and the test posed by the Super Bowl champions, the Buccaneers, and their number one ranked run defense. That could mean, potentially, a greater emphasis on the passing game for Indianapolis, if needs be, and the arm of quarterback Carson Wentz. Now, look, to his credit, Carson Wentz, as curve, has been on the up this season. He's shown a steady improvement. But the Buccaneers are a different proposition. 
They've got wide receiver Antonio Brown, who looks likely he's going to be available to return this weekend. Rob Gronkowski's healthy again. We saw him come back on Monday night. And look, anytime, anytime you have Tom Brady at quarterback, there's a reason he has seven Super Bowl rings on his fingers. He can't even carry them all on one hand. It's because he knows how to get the job done at the business end of the season. And when you get to the end of November, turning the corner into December, make no mistake, we are at the business end of the season. The key to this game, in my opinion, is going to be who can run the football better. If Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts running game gets bottled up by the Buccaneers and their number one ranked run defence, that is a huge problem for the Indianapolis Colts. It means that Carson Wentz will have to put this team on his shoulders. And as impressed as I've been with his steady improvement this season, you do still see those head-scratching plays in games. And quite often at critical points, I immediately think back to that left-handed throw he made out of the end zone with a tight game on the line against the Tennessee Titans at home a few weeks ago. Ultimately, the Colts lost that game. Make better decisions is the key if you're Carson Wentz. It's difficult to do in a high-pressure atmosphere when you're facing the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I expect this to be an entertaining matchup. I am going to go with the Buccaneers in this game. I'm going to back their defence to stop Jonathan Taylor, which is a bold call given what we've seen from him in recent weeks, especially given what we saw from him on the road in Buffalo last weekend. But the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl last year. They've already shown us what they can do. I feel they're getting healthy as well. And this is, the, as I say, the type of, or the stage of the season when Tom Brady comes into his own. The Indianapolis Colts are proving things to us. They've still got a little bit more to prove. I know they're at home in this game. They're three-point underdogs. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Take the Bucks at minus three. Graves on Gridiron. Okay, the final game on our Week 12 slate. It's a big one. It sees the LA Rams travel to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. The total points spread, or total points line for this game, is set at 47 points. It's a big game, but it's a big game in the context of the season and in its own right for the LA Rams. They're coming off a bye week. They're coming off two straight losses, thanks in part to some, frankly, awful throws made by quarterback Matthew Stafford. How important is the bye week for the Rams? Well, I think we're about to find out in this weekend's game. High-profile trade acquisition Von Miller will certainly be healthy, and he's now had a couple of weeks to adjust to his new teammates. As will free agency acquisition Odell Beckham Jr. The concern that teams have, or certainly the concern in the game, is that wherever Odell Beckham goes... There's a feeling you have to force the ball to him. And that's certainly a concern after seeing uh, the Rams' most recent loss to the San Francisco 49ers when it's felt that the pressure to get the ball early to Odell Beckham and get him involved in the game certainly contributed in part to that opening drive interception we saw Matthew Stafford throw. Stafford's also, by the way, thrown a pick six in each of the last two games. That's not the type of decision-making and ball security you want from your high-priced, high-profile free agency acquired quarterback, certainly if you're the, the LA Rams. Um, there's also going to be another interesting matchup, without doubt, 
Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers quarterback and last season's NFL MVP going up against Aaron Donald, the great defensive lineman for the LA Rams, the NFL's defensive player of the year last season. You'll recall he was carrying an injury going into the playoff encounter at Lambeau Field last year. The Green Bay Packers came out as winners of that game. It was felt that Aaron Donald, although he played, he struggled to get through that game. Well, he's healthy this time around. That's a matchup that I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Rodgers adjusts the inevitable, inevitable, if I can say it, pressure that you'd expect to see the Rams' defensive line bring with the likes of Donald, with the likes of Von Miller coming off the edge as well. If you are dealing with concerns, though, and you're worrying about, maybe I've heard this, um, people say that the chemistry's been disrupted in the LA Rams organisation with the mid-season edition of two very high-profile players in Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. If that is the case, I'm not sure the top of your list for a road trip is Lambeau Field. Certainly not in the last weekend of November when it's going to be icy cold, you're going to have a fervid atmosphere there and you're playing a Green Bay Packers team that itself will feel it's got a point to prove. Let's not forget the Packers themselves are coming off the back of a divisional rival defeat to the Minnesota Vikings last weekend. A game in which Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns. He didn't have an interception to his name. He had a quarterback passer rating in excess of 148, and yet the Packers still lost that game. I think he'll feel, and the Packers will feel, that they've got a point to prove. And don't let anybody tell you that weather doesn't play a factor in these games. I, I know that in the postseason last year, we saw the Florida-based Buccaneers go into Lambeau and get the job done and lay to rest all the um, doubters. I still think it plays a factor. If you're coming from California this time of year, nice, sunny, warm LA, and you've got to go to frigid Lambeau Field, I think that plays a factor in a game like this. It'll certainly be interesting to see if it does so. The Packers will be boosted by the fact that although Aaron Rodgers has been dealing with a broken toe, he's had a week to work with his teammates. Remember, leading up to the Minnesota Vikings game, he was only available to join his teammates in Zoom meetings due to the NFL's COVID protocols. Equally, the Rams will have been using the time to iron out their offensive issues, of which there have been some in the last few games, without a doubt. Despite that, the LA Rams still come into this game averaging 27 points a game. I'll admit I was a little bit surprised to see that the Green Bay Packers are only averaging uh, 22.5 points per game, but I guess one of those you need to take into account will have been the Jordan Love game at Kansas City where they only scored six points. Regardless of those stats, throw them out of the window. This is the type of high-profile matchup where the stars come out to play, and there are stars aplenty on this field for both teams. The total points line, as I said right at the top, is set at 47. And when you consider the big play talent you've got on the field, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, et al., I think that these two teams combined to comfortably clear that 47-point mark. Take the over in this game. Over 47 total points in the game. OK, so to quickly recap the three games we've picked for the remaining slate in Week 12. First of all, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants take the Eagles at minus 3.5. Then in Game 2, 
take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to overcome the Indianapolis Colts and cover the spread. The Buccaneers at minus three. And then the final game in our Week 12 slate, the LA Rams traveling to the Green Bay Packers. Look at the total points line for this game. Take the over at 47. If you want to read about what we've talked about in this show, you can go to www.gravesongridiron.com and we dissect those three matchups and you can see the explanation for our decisions there. You can hit me up on Twitter at Richard Graves one After a disappointing Thanksgiving where the show went one and two, we're looking to go a perfect three and oh in the remaining slate of games for week 12. The show's record stands currently at 20 and 13. Let's improve on that. Enjoy what's left of week 12 in the NFL and we'll join you again next week to talk more football on Graves on Gridiron. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.